Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 I'm back. We're black. We're brown. It's Tiffany. Hey, guys. Happy Brown Ambition Wednesday. It's Mandy. Yeah, so my bad about last week, guys. I was on a plane and I miscalculated. That PST to EST is a tricky one. They don't need to know that we messed up. (laughs) Well, I messed up. We meant to do a rerun last week. It wasn't at all because (laughs) Tiffany... <laughs> screwed up Text the schedule. You, right, six a.m. in the morning. Uh so uh, I was like, I hope Mandy sees this before I get on this flight. Guilty conscience. Um, you have to like I, fess up. I do. I, I do feel guilty. I was like, nah. I feel like I was just away, and now then I was gone again. That's well, okay. We're human beings. Fear not. Well, so what's new in um in the in the world of Molly, Molly, and them? I'm going to call you and um and um husband Molly and them. <laughs> Molly, oh, Molly's naughty. She got out of the fence yesterday, and uh, my husband didn't notice. He was out there doing some yard work, and I usually track her on the Nest Cam. I'll have the app up, and I'll just like check in on her and make sure that she's not up to any good, any you know, wrongdoing. (laughs) That's funny. But since my husband was out there, I was like, oh, there's an adult present, so I'll just you know, meanwhile, (laughs) watch this rerun of Game of Thrones and relax. And then I checked and I didn't see her and I and usually if you shake the treat jar she'll come but she didn't come and next thing I know I hear my husband yelling her name and she's across the street and it's just like my it's like my biggest fear is that she's going to get out I don't know if you guys have this the app called next door which is this new it's like yes 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 yes, yes, we do Mm -hmm. yeah and then you can sign on in, in your neighborhood and people people like will post things like you know for things for sale or we're looking for a housekeeper or something like that the, but what people post in my neighborhood is a lot of lost dogs. And I'm always like, oh, God, you know, if that was me, I would die. So Aww, she, she, came, my she came home happy as can be at herself. Just <laughs> thrilled. Like, Woo, just, I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, in my neighborhood, people are petty with next door. One lady posted case of water stolen on front porch. Then <laughs> found half drank. Not sure if I should. I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, go get another case of water. <laughs> they post all the petty things on my next door app. Well, I'm Who glad that she. a case of water, though. I know that is very strange because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like I, I suspect it was just a bunch of teenagers, like you know, doing some slight vandalism. Like, let me take this water Yutes. and pour it out. Yeah, the Utes, the Utes. Then, yeah. speaking of my neighborhood, oh my God, we're rounding the bend. <sighs> just this is the month we'll move in, oh, and now we have to buy. Month. I know, but we have to buy appliances, and I'm not gonna lie, it's killing me slowly, quickly. Actually, it's killing me quickly. Choosing too many options. Oh my gosh. You know what it is? Uh, well, 
One, I've got, um, I have like a, a microwave cabinet, you know, like this little space. For, who knew that people don't put microwaves on the counter anymore? Oh, I didn't no, know. You can't have that. That's no. We don't do that I could, anymore. I couldn't believe it. You need everyone was like, yes. Everyone was like, ooh, <laughs> Tiffany, no. And I was like, what? Okay. Trash. So we, <laughs> so we got, the problem is, is that like, um, like the, the specifications of this, like this, like microwave box it's really, it's not typical. And so I finally found a microwave that would fit perfectly, but it's not part of a suite that I want. To be all the way honest, like I've read that GE, the refrigerators are like, are trash because they're so loud. And I'm like, I don't want a loud refrigerator. Can't have that. Yeah. So, but I heard Whirlpool has really great refrigerators. So after doing research, I found this to be true. Like consumer reports, everyone's saying they're great. You know, they have the least amount of incidents as far as being returned and yada, yada, yada. But then I'm like, oh, so now my GE refrigerator, will the stainless steel match my um, my GE um, microwave? Will the stainless steel match my Whirlpool? Ref- <laughs> like, I'm, this is my life. Do you hear yourself? This is like so 1%. <laughs> oh, my God. Like- my appliances. <laughs> and then it's so hard because you're like, because then you're like, how much is too much? Like, I had to reel myself in. I'm like, Tiffany, are we really looking at $3,500 refrigerators? No. It escalates very quickly. Especially, very quickly. And you know what got us is that delivery. Like, you want something, it's available, you order it, you get excited, and then it's, like, not available until, like, yeah. two months from when you order it. And then you're, like, looking at the, the more expensive model because you yeah. want it. You need a fridge. We ran yeah. into that exact – well, our problem was a bit different. The the best thing if you're buying appliances, if you're, do, if you're using, like, a um, company like Best Buy – Mm-hmm. is that you can purchase them in advance and then make the delivery for as far out as you want. And then you can change the deliver- delivery date a bunch of times. We were changing ours all the time because our house wasn't ready and there's no additional charge to do it. What we didn't realize is there's a risk of that item going out of stock or yeah. being backordered by the, over the time, you know, being sold out and then on back order. So we ended up with the week of Christmas, you know, our we had this fridge delivery all set up and then they were like, oh, we ran out of those. <laughs> so we had to get a more expensive one um, just to have a fridge. It's been great. Like I said, we're, we're here now. This is, it, this is like the last major design choice that had to be made. And I really felt like I wanted to do, like I said, the heavy lift because it's such, a, it's such an expensive choice. We have to get everything new, like the whole, you know, dishwasher. I never had a dishwasher. Well, that's not true. My parents' house we did. But dishwasher, um, the hood for the oven, the stove itself, microwave, refrigerator. And I'm like, uh, I, I need to be in control of like what that budget looks like. Because that, you know. And make you sure can... you get the measurements. My yes. husband was real. He was in charge of all that. And he was meticulous. Without um, the, with the measurements, right? Yeah. And to be sure things fit. If you want yeah. any advice, you know, you can uh, contact my husband. He loves electronics and choosing things. Yeah, well, he yeah. can write a book on it. I do. I would love to know, like, yes. What, what, what do you know? What kind of fridge did you guys choose? Um, we got. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look at you, like a ah. big one. Well, I love my husband. He um, he's like, babe, let's go to the library. I want to get some books. And I was like, okay. We never go to our local library. It's a nice library. And we finally went. And I'm like picking out my latest novel. And he, I go over to him, and he's got a stack of like electrical wiring books with uh, like how to how to wire a house and DIY home and he legit like studied these books and then taught himself how to wire light bulbs and the ups like we have a house that doesn't have center light fixtures like in the um in the ceilings they have like you know these jerry-rigged lights that are either it's this lamp turns on when you flip that switch or this switch turns on that lamp or whatever so he's been working on fixing that and I was so nervous about him trying but he's really good at it he's just yes a handy guy such a good it's such a great 
Right? It's I mean, that's hot. It's like, yeah. I'm like, because okay. Right? Because I used to always be like, well, I guess that drawer will be crooked forever. And I'm like, Superman. He's like, it's a drawer. I'm like, I know, but it's been broken. Like, you know, like I'm just used to like looking at stuff and being like, well, guess that's how we live now. You know? <laughs> but for me, it's like, about like not having to spend money getting someone to fix it. Because every time, you know, whenever he wants to spend money now, I'm just like, <gasps> we've, didn't we, didn't we, how, aren't we done? Like, didn't we do all the spending we're ever going to do in our life this year? So. It's it probably saved us already a few hundred bucks. Yeah, of course, an electrician. It's like a plumber just to come out. Isn't it like minimal? Like you have to pay at least twenty. I'm seventy five dollars just for them to come out. About, like I know for a plumber. a plumber. Plumber, I'm not sure. We got we we luckily don't have any plumbing issues. But like for um, home and yeah, I've so our um, our gutter for example. That was the guy who we talked to about coming to fix a gutter that wasn't draining properly. He was like, well, to come to your area, we need a minimum of this much money and this job isn't worth that. And then Enrique just learned how to do it on his own. So, yeah, I mean, if and, you know, he had to when we were choosing to buy a house like you need a partner who's you either need a lot of money to hire professionals or you need a partner or you yourself should be prepared to start DIY refixing things because I would have been very upset with my husband if we got into this house situation he wanted us to be in so desperately and then we were just you know burning money paying people, yes paying to people to do things. all these little things yeah because i was yeah. telling like superman like oh with the tvs you know how are we gonna hang them he's like tiffany like that i mean all the tvs in the house i hung. I forget sometimes i'm like i'm like literally he's a super of 300 300 units why would he know how to fix something he's like tiffany I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just that sometimes you just forget because I'm just like, I want everything to be done perfectly. He's like, I did. And he did. He hid the wires and everything. I'm like, mm, okay. Ooh, I love so, the um, wire. Well, that's so exciting. Moving in. Yeah. Yes. I know that this month is, I mean, this is like a total 180 or 360, 180. Um, but this going? month, <laughs> no, this month is, is a mental health awareness month, right? That's what we yes. talked about a little earlier. May is mental health awareness month. Yes. Um, for those of you out there who are struggling with whatever is holding you back or weighing you down, this is a good time to reflect. I'm, we're doing some fun things at our office, actually. It's cool. Like some companies will get into the month and we're having the animal, um, we're having an, what is it called? The Humane Society. Um, oh. They're bringing some therapy dogs to our office for a day and we're going to do group yoga at our office for a day and then we already have a wellness room which is kind of just a room off in the corner it's supposed to be a breastfeeding room but we don't have any breastfeeding mothers right now so it's just kind of like the room you can go in and stretch or sit in the dark like I do for 15 minutes a day sometimes um so for me like if I'm if I'm feeling stressed at work that's what I do and then I've my my goal for mental health awareness month has been to um get up and walk for an hour during the day and so what I've been doing, because I don't take hour-long breaks from work ever, is I've just been um, going on walks during conference calls. Okay. And conference calls where I know I don't need to be, like, talking a lot. Okay. Um, and it's I been like awesome. That. I did, like, 4,000 steps today just wandering around the park, looking at the birds, you know, listening in on this call. And that's been um, really helpful for me as far as, like, dealing with the – just the, like, the monotony and the stress of – you know, sitting at your desk and working all day. No, that's good. Honestly, it, it can be. Because even though, and you think like, oh, could you work for yourself? And so, you know, like I, there are days and I'm like, Tiffany, have you gone outside? Because you can work anywhere. I had even bought myself this little, like, um, it's like the size of a long, um, 
cell phone. It's one of these portable chargers for my laptop. So that way I could like just take my laptop and literally sit at the park bench and do work with the birds chirping. And I feel like I don't take that, take advantage of it as much. And when I don't get outside as much, it definitely, you know, is cause for me not feeling like, like myself. And you'd be surprised how like, uh, financial, you know, well, I think no people, nobody would be surprised how your finances and your mental health play such a pivotal role with each other. I remember when post-recession, I fell into like, and I didn't realize at the time that's what it was, but I fell into a depression um, because I'd lost everything. Like everything I'd identified with, like Tiffany, you're a preschool teacher. Not anymore. Tiffany, you own a condo. Not anymore. Tiffany, you have retirement. Not anymore. Everything was gone. And for like almost two years, I would say probably was bad the first six months. But like where it was like really bad, where I was like, I wasn't washing dishes. I wasn't washing myself. I was just in the house dark always. And I broke up with my my boyfriend at the time. We had been together for like six years. I thought we were going to get married. So it was like loss on top of loss on top of loss. I just felt, I felt lost. And, and it wasn't until, like I said, I think it was like my best friend, Linda, she was like, you haven't come out. You don't call anybody. Where are you? And I kind of looked around and was like, why am I living in squalor? And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, wait. Then it, it wasn't until I got out of it that I realized, like, Tiffany, you really fell into, like, a depression. Um, I don't know that it was a clinical depression, definitely an emotional um, depression. And even then, it took about, like, a year and a half for me to fully get out of this that funk of, like, um, of feeling like I was a failure because I'd messed up, you know? How did and, you what, – what were some of – do you have, like, specific things that you think you did that helped you get out? I know one of them was yeah. starting the budget needs to – yeah, you know, well, it was one, the most important thing in the beginning was honestly, I, I like, I had to talk to someone like it started with Linda. Um, cause she called me like all my other friends were kind of persistent, but I was like just ignoring everyone quite honestly. Like I wasn't picking up the phone and then I don't know what made me pick up the phone when Linda called, but I've known Linda literally like my whole life. My, our parents used to share an apartment. Um, and so we known each other before we were, we were even here. And so Linda was more like, you know, like a sister versus like a friend. And so I don't know, for some random reason I picked up and she was just like, what's going on? And, you know, like, are you okay? And Linda's like a, a ray of sunshine. So she was like the perfect person to call. And she's the least judgmental person. You could be like, Linda, I killed someone. And she'll be like, well, I mean, that's not good, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew, like, I had not told anyone. So that to me, that was the first kind of break was like, I had to tell someone what what I was harboring because the depression was also coming from me. No one knew what was happening. They didn't know I'd lost my job. They didn't know that I, you know, I'd lost, I was losing my house. They didn't know anything. So uh, we were talking and then it, it kind of spilled out. I just started crying and saying like everything that I'd identified with as who I was is gone. I'm like, I lost my money. I don't have this, all these things that you guys, and she was like, that's it. Girl, everyone's broke. <laughs> I remember she said like her saying that like literally everyone is broke. Like it's the recession girl. Like, so it, it didn't really click to me that I wasn't, that I was like, it wasn't just me, that this was like a wave that was happening. So one, just getting acceptance from someone that I wasn't terrible. I wasn't this bad person because, you know, these things had happened. And so once Linda kind of gave me the permission to basically start to forgive myself. So speaking to someone, starting to forgive myself. And then I also realized that a lot of the, what I was feeling was like, it was all, it was self, 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 poor Tiffany. Tiffany lost it. Tiffany lost that. And when I started volunteering, that's how I started the Budget Nista, really. It was, the Budget Nista was supposed to be a nonprofit. Um, and it was, um, so I started volunteering and, and helping and helping other people 
helps you to stop thinking about you yourself and what you're going through and helps you to be more grateful. So like those two things really helped me to get over the biggest hurdles. Um, and then through the budget Nista and, and volunteering and then people started to ask me, you know, how much do you cost and all that kind of stuff. And, and so the business grew, but it was really through forgiving myself, getting permission to forgive myself, forgiving myself and, and helping people that brought me out of the deepest part of the funk. But yeah, it was hard because I really was like, I just remember being like, yo, I had to throw away the dishes because like, that's how bad like the sink had gotten. Like I couldn't, they were not, you know, redeemable. Oh. I was like, yes, it was really bad. I was like just in the house. Cause imagine just losing everything, your house, your, your, your future fiance, your, you know, financial stability, your, I just lost everything. And then I found myself like $300,000 in debt and no way to dig my way out. And I had just remember, I don't know if you remember, I told that story about the guy that had, um, had gone through that financial scam. Yes. So now all of a sudden like that, that just hit at that time too. So now I owed $35,000 in credit card debt, $50,000 in student loans, 220 in um, in my mortgage, no job, no retirement account, like no, you know, no man. Not that I needed a man, but you know, we were that was like I thought I was going to marry him. And so like everything was gone and it was just too much. And so my depression it it, it um I just slept all the time. Like I just I couldn't get out of bed. I just slept. Everything was dark. I don't even know what I ate, what I drank. Everything was dark. I probably just showered every other day. I don't even know. I just remember I was like I didn't speak to anyone. Um, so yeah, so if you are experiencing, you know, any sort of mental breakdown or you're feeling like, you know, it's only me, um, it's not, honestly, it's so many people struggle through it. And I'm fortunate in that mine was emotional versus clinical, meaning that, um, because it's not sometimes it's not just easy. Oh, talk to your friend. Because if you are if you have, are clinically depressed, it is there's something in your hormonal makeup. There's, so it's not a matter of just talking to a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't imagine how hard that must be when it's it's not just oh as your situation gets better you can have the most amazing life and still feel depressed if you are clinically depressed. And I can't I can't imagine how hard that must be and how you deal with something like that when you're like, I know nothing's wrong, but everything feels terrible, you know? Yeah, and I mean sometimes like just the financial stress can be the like the trigger that may um bring about like some latent clinical depression or if you have like if it's, it runs in your family, you know, I know that you're predisposed to to suffering from depression. Um yeah, well thanks for sharing. It's always I mean, I'm always I know I've heard your story a bunch of times, but I'm always like, damn. She's turned around. Good for her. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know how. I well, just, it's it, like, just, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, sometimes I just, it's not until like you said, someone, like you say it and then you're like, wow, it was really bad. Kind of puts you today's know? worries in perspective. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, you know, it can be really, you know, we can make, it can be talking to a friend, but then there's a serious issues. Like I read one stat. Um, there's a new survey that came out this week saying one in 15 student loan borrowers has considered committing suicide because of their student loan debt. So no. if you're at, if you're at that kind of place right now, um, suicide prevention hotline, I think it's 1-800, I think it's 1-800-PREVENTION. I'll double check that. Um, yeah, talk to someone, a professional if you can. Um, and also when, when it comes to financial problems in general, you know, we get, all, we get questions from listeners all the time and 
um, it, it's not an easy problem to fix right away. So part of recovery is acknowledging, forgiving yourself, you know, and acknowledging it's going to be a long road to recovery, especially if there's no quick fixes, like you're not about to inherit, you know, thousands of dollars, or you don't have a big windfall coming, or a big promotion, sometimes those stars just aren't aligning. So it can, it really can be like chipping away at a bit of a mountain. Um, And you just got to kind of get in that it's like starting to lose weight or something you just have to like get in the right mindset um mm-hmm. and and understand it's going to be a long haul and then hopefully like build get a support system friends family loved ones professionals um to to help you to help you get there yeah and just and that's exactly it is that you have to just know that it's just one foot in front of the other because people always ask how do you get to here tiffany and i'm like i honestly have no idea I mean, like, yes, I work hard, but that doesn't mean, I mean, people work hard every day. It's just one foot in in front of the other. And when, you know, you fall, you get back up and then you put another foot in front of the other. And some days, you know, you can't put one foot, you just, it's just too much. So then you do the, you do it tomorrow. That's it. I mean, every day I just, I take it a day at a time. I mean, there's, there's always so much going on, especially in business. There's always something that's breaking that you're fixing. That's this, that there's always something. And I learned, I used to think that if I could fix this thing, then I could breathe. That's just not going to be like, I'm going to fix something and then something's going to break on some other component of the business. And I've learned to manage that and say, I'm not here to make a, a, a completely whole perfect existence. You know, that's not what it is. It's just one foot in front of the other that every day I, I try to move the needle an inch. And if I can move the needle an inch, then then that's awesome. And if I can't, then I, I try again tomorrow. And, um, yeah, that's, that's really it. And trying to like, I try to live life with intention. Like I always ask myself, despite, you know, like the budget needs to, I don't ever want to go back to a space where if something is gone from me, like as far as externally, that like my whole identity is gone. Like it, the budget needs to is really important to me, but I'm, you know, I don't want to forget that I'm Tiffany. So I'm very mindful of that and asking myself all the time, how do I want my life to be? Tiffany, is this how you want your life to be? Is this how, like, are you happy with the way your life is? I'm always asking myself that and then readjusting. Like I've made a, a, a big readjustment um, recently of like saying like, eh, I want to do budgetista a little bit less as far as like speaking and traveling because the life that I'm living now is exactly how I wanted it to be when I was like 32 to I would say I'm 39 now to like 38. I was like, yes, it's exactly what I wanted. And then I was like, eh, I want to have a baby. Just like fairly recently within the last year or so. And that changed and made me say, mm, okay, well, I don't want my life to be like this anymore. Not that anything's wrong with it. I'm just pivoting. And now I'm recreating what, what I want my life to look like. So not being afraid to say, hey, you know, I don't have a bad life, but this is not, this is not um, the life that I currently want now. How do I put one foot in front of the other and recreate the, the, the existence that, that I want? And, and so that's just how I try to live intentionally. And also, too, I find that in when I'm really feeling bad, that's the best time to give of yourself. I mean, nothing picks me up more than like, just like helping someone else because it has nothing to do with you. And it helps to alleviate whatever, like, you know, whatever's weighing you down. I mean, and sometimes it's simple as, cause I get hundreds and hundreds of Facebook messages a day, so I can't answer them all. But like, if, if I'm feeling in a really bad funk, I will go in and answer as many as I can. Sometimes I'll just literally tell people here, call me real quick, work through their financial issue. And I'll like, you know, I'll spend an hour or two doing that. 
And then it usually helps me to look at my own thing in perspective of like, okay, it's not all about you, Tiffany. Like it's a big world. There are other people who have things going on and what you're experiencing is like, like these appliances. I'm like, it's, you're gonna live. You're gonna live with two different color uh, stainless steel. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Do you want a boost or do you want a brisek? I'm going to take I'm going to do a boost. I'm feeling okay. in, a, in a positive mood today. Um, so we all were so sad to hear that Luke Perry, my, my, I feel like my sister was a Luke Perry fan when Beverly Hills 90210 was a thing. I think I was more of a Jason Priestley fan. But anyway, when he passed away, that was like for 90s girls. Um, that was devastating. But I recently read that he was buried in a mushroom suit. Which you may not understand the personal finance angle, but don't worry, I'm getting there. So a mushroom, What's a mushroom suit. I was say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not going to explain what the hell a mushroom suit is. <laughs> so a mushroom suit is um, it's been around for a few years, but it's infused with like fungi that when you're buried in it, so you're buried not in a coffin, you're just buried mm-hmm. in the earth in the suit, and it's meant to be a more planet friendly and financially friendly way to be buried because apparently like when your body is decomposing and your whatever you're buried in is decomposing, it releases harmful toxins into the earth. Um, but when you're in a mushroom suit, like your body becomes life, like it becomes, um, wow. it becomes like a living organism, you know, it, it feeds the mushrooms that, um, that, you know, fungi feed off of, it's kind of gross, but it feeds off you. I love it. So it helps the decom- decomposition process. Um, but the other benefit is that they're only about 15, at least this one company that seems to be the, they have like the corner on the market right now. Um, it's $1,500 for a mushroom suit, which doesn't sound cheap, but when you compare it to the cost of a casket, which starts at, according to the FTC, $2,000 and sometimes up to $10,000 if you have that family um, <laughs> who needs like the bells and whistles. But like, you know, you're saving potentially thousands of dollars and you're doing the environment a solid. Oh, I love that. So just sharing um, that little story. I mean, I, I don't know how I, I don't, I don't really know how I want to be buried, but I do feel like the whole coffin thing and the whole expense of a funeral, I would like, I, I like that we're coming up with alternative ways, like looking at the way that we bury people differently. No, I, honestly, I think that's dope. Like, have you heard the one where it's like you, you get buried and you turn into a tree? 
Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, we did a story on that. Um, or people take, they get cremated, and then although cremation is part of the problem because it releases toxins um, through the smoke of the the furnace or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. you can like use the use the ashes, mix it with compost, and then bury a tree or something like that. But then. Yeah. I think that's awesome because like imagine being like a tree, like someone, you know what I mean? I think that that's a beautiful way, but I love that too. The mushroom suit. It's like, you know, cause it's honestly, it's almost, it's really how we were meant to go in a way, right. Back to, back to dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yeah. You know, that to go back into the earth again. Um, yeah. I always wonder like, what are we going to do when like, eventually we're going to run out of space for these coffins. I mean, you see those cemeteries in New York where it's like, I mean, there's stories people have written about how finding a burial plot is like trying to find an apartment. I mean, there's just, it's expensive if you can find it. I mean, it's not always the extreme. I think plenty of places have plenty of room for, for extra bodies, but yeah, I mean, it's, we're, we're all going to die. So we, I think maybe we should be thinking differently about how we save space because we're going to have to need it. You can't like, come on. Do you need that fancy box? I guess. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some, I guess, I, I'm assuming there's some religions that have their own, like, what you're supposed to do, like, with your body. But I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. I love to be turned into a tree, honestly. I'm like, then I'd be like, I'm over here to be shady for life, honey. Shady for life. <laughs> I came up with that just now. Isn't that clever? <laughs> yes. Very clever. <laughs> so mine is super random as my, my, um my um brown boost and breaks off and on so this is a boost i know i'm late i i listened to their how i built this um larabar l a r a like have you ever heard yeah, of yeah larabar oh yeah i remember this episode yeah right so it's great but i never had one cuz i was like ugh whatever these you know like cuz they have things like um chocolate chip cookie dough mint chocolate chip all these things and you're like meanwhile they're made with like dates and a nut and you're like yeah i'm not eating that fake not fake, but like, I highly doubt, I'm sure it's super healthy, but it's, I'm sure it's not delicious. But you know who put me up on it? Supergirl. We were at Whole Foods and I was like, what snack do you want? So I was like, like let her pick on her own snack. She's like, mm, can I get some Lara bars? I looked at her like, okay, 39 year old woman. What? <laughs> 39 year old hipster. I know. I was like, what? When did you get a Lara bar? You know, like, where were you even exposed to it? Because I, I don't, I've never bought one before. And so I said, sure. So she was picking out like apple pie, all these different ones. And I was like looking dubious, like, cause meanwhile, Supergirl is 12 in seventh grade. How does she have the refined taste? Oh my for... God, she's almost a teenager. I know it's scary. And so, um, and so I was like, you know what, let me get one. And mint chocolate chip is my favorite um, kind of ice cream. So I got a mint chocolate chip one just to try. Um, and honestly, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. I'm, I am uh, like really shocked because it's like a date, you know, like dates, walnuts, whatever. I'm like, now I'm not going to pretend like, um, you know, it, it tastes like a Snickers bar. It doesn't, but the, um, the, I think my favorite is a chocolate chip cookie dough. It's really good. Um, yeah. It's I love really the coconut good. one. That's yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. That one is good. They have a peanut butter one. That's pretty good. But yeah, I was just like, you know, just big ups to, so it's one of my snacks. I'm so I'm back vegan again because ugh, the weight. Um, and so, um, I was looking for like a, a snack that I can have in between. That's like healthy that, that I can also maintain cause I enjoyed it. And so Lara bar is like my go-to like, you know, midday snack. I'm like, okay, Lara bar. So if you have not tried one, cause I know there's so many of those fruit bars, you know, that are out mm-hmm. there. 
And um, so protein bars. Yeah, exactly. And I just wanted something that I was actually going to like that I wasn't going to fake like. Um, and yeah, I actually like it a lot. I mean, sometimes I have to tell myself, uh, Tiffany, if you eat three, it's the same as having a Snickers bar. Yeah, (laughs) just have the Snickers in that case. I know, exactly. So no, I have not been doing that. So I've been just having my one, you know, in the afternoon. But yeah, that's my boost. If you haven't listened to their How I Built This, it's interesting as, um, as well, their interview about how she started Lara Bar, but the bars are pretty delicious. Whole Foods has them super expensive, of course. You can find them like much cheaper at, um, shop, um, stop and shop. I don't, well, it depends where you live, I guess. We used to order them for the office on Amazon and if you get them in bulk. They're like, oh, I never thought about that. Tend to run cheaper. You is smart. You know, I love me some Amazon. Probably bad. I should probably. That's another t- another conversation. Is the Amazon Prime bad for the environment? Like all the packages. Oh my gosh. The gas that we need to get things delivered. I mean, uh, just to get, get wh- these drones done soon. Yes, I ordered. Like so, my my ninja died on me. I've had it for like a number of years, so I wasn't shocked. It was it was sounding like it wanted to die, and so like you know, like the ninja bullet where you can like blend your smoothies. Yeah, I I, I never got a ninja. I'm like weird. I'm like the only person. What do you blend? Do you do you ever drink smoothies? I'm not a big smoothie drinker. No, so mm-hmm. okay, I've somehow survived. <laughs> I like. Well, I mean, I like a smoothie. Well. I would say I go through moods where I'm like smoothie every day. And then I'm like, oh, I hate smoothies. But um, so my Ninja, my Nutra Ninja, I think that's the one I have. It broke and I ordered, you know, a new one from Amazon. Of course, it came like same, like next day. Um, and it, I like when I went to pick up the box, I was like, clearly I must have ordered something else. Like maybe that I forgot, like maybe a television, because what is this box? So I, I, um, I opened it and there's a smaller box inside, like one fourth. And then there's the Neutron Ninja box. Happens. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why are they sending my Neutron Ninja in the TV box? <laughs> it was so big. They sent us a back scratcher the other day in a package. Like, we didn't order the back scratcher, but it just came. I was like, okay, I guess I need one of these. Yeah, that is so funny. Like, I didn't like, sometimes those things randomly happen. Like, someone sent me, like, I got this dress from, it's either Banana Republic or The Gap. It's super cute, but it's not my size. But like it said, Tiffany Aliche, and it had like my address, and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't order, I didn't order this. Tra- I mean, it's a cute dress, but like I said, it's a, it's like a size or two too small. Oh, that's but so weird. It isn't it, and I'm like, wait, is one of your fans sending you? I don't think so because it usually, you know, people will because it's a, it's not the kind of dress that's like, hey, this is so budgetista. It's literally like a shirt dress. And I'm like, I thought I, ca- I called my sisters to see, does anybody send me? But they know my size. They wouldn't have gotten me this size. So I think maybe, because like, it's not like I've never ordered from Banana or Gap before. So I, I feel like there's probably was some glitch and someone ordered a dress. And for some reason, my name got put on it. And I was like, well, I don't know who to return it to. Because when I opened it, I, I should have known anyway. Because I was like, ooh, something from the Gap. I haven't ordered anything from the Gap. And I was like, ooh, cute dress. And then it hit me like, because my sister buys my clothes, so I thought maybe she ordered it. Then I looked at the size and I was like, this is not my size. <laughs> so I'll be giving away size eight dress. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh, I remember those days in eight. Oh, that's such I a cute number. I think I came out a smooth size 12. <laughs> like, I don't know that I ever had a size eight moment. Oh, no, I used to be <laughs> like, I used to be, um, like a like a solid six for a long time. I can't even imagine now. Oh my god, my thigh alone is not a six. But I used to be a solid six. I would say all through high school, 
Um, well, high school probably was like, cause I was, I was really skinny, but not in a cute way. Like in a, are you okay? I take Tiffany to the doctor where like my mom used to literally take me to the doctor and say, is something wrong with her? So I was boned cause I was so, so tall to be so skinny. And it, like, I, like I look back at pictures and I'm like, I don't think I was eating. And then, um, and then in college I was a solid six and I would say I was a six, a good six until late twenties. And then I moved into eight and now, you know, mosey on in and settling into 10, 12. And I'm like, well, such is life. And so I think there's something really just, you know, formational about having stretch marks at the age of 13. Like (laughs) it really made me the woman that I am today. And I just want to thank my 13, you know, (laughs) whoa. I just can't. It's so hard because the other day I was so worried about Supergirl because I was like, like she's she she's an eater. She eats, you know, and she she does um gymnastics, not gymnastics. She does cheerleading. She really loves dancing, so we put her in dance class sometimes. But right now she's really into cheerleading, so she does that every weekend. And so that's her, you know, besides gym, that's her form of exercise, you know. And um and so the other day, like I just noticed lately that like I'm like, oh, you want dinner? No, I'm okay. And I'm like, wait, you know, that's how it starts because we don't we don't talk to her about her weight so there's never any you can't eat that that's stupid you know like you don't need to she just needs to be a woman in the world oh it's i'm like no the world will ruin her (laughs) and i just feel so bad because i'm just like what's going on like tv internet social media it'll take care of it for you and i'm like are you you're not hungry and she's just like no i'm like um it's you came home from school had nothing it's now like you know six or seven you you have to be hungry so that just worries you know we we talk about eating healthy so we like when I go food shopping, I take her to Whole Foods with me and we pick out like healthy snacks. And so there is no restriction about her, you know, going because we don't have anything. We don't I don't buy anything crazy. So that because I wanted her to feel free to be like, I can always get an orange or a banana or a pear or, you know, a Lara bar or whatever, you know, like um whatever, like um pretzels or. So I always make sure that everything in the house is something that if she ate it, it's not like ah, like, even the juice that we get, like we don't really get juice much, but even like. Her um, juice boxes are like the honest juice boxes where, where it's like 10% juice and like 90% water, you know? Um, so, yeah. And I, I purposely was like, no, I don't want to, her to worry about her weight. So we don't, you know, as long as we teach her to eat healthy. Um, and, I mean, and she's fine. Her, her, you know, she's 12. So her size is fine, you know, um, as far as the doctor's concerned. That's all I worry about. As long as the doctor says that you're fine, then you're fine. Um, because there's diabetes that runs in Superman's family. And he uh, at one point was pre-diabetic, even though he is, I mean, the man is, uh, if he was a woman, he'd be like, uh, for his side, he'd be like a size four. <laughs> He's so skinny, like not in a bad way, but you know, so you, people think of like pre-diabetic or, or diabetes as like, oh, because you're overweight. I mean, nothing could be further than the truth. Like he, he, his job is really physical. So he is constantly moving he's in really great shape. And even, so that, that's what worries me is that, you know, I know that runs in, um, their family. So we, me, Superman and, and super mom, um, super, um, super girl's mom, we are very conscious about making sure that she knows how to eat right. So that way, cause she looks just like her grandmother and his, um, Superman's grandmother, I'm um, a mother passed. And, um, she was all, uh, like in her early fifties and she slipped into a diabetic coma and just never woke up. And so that's something that, you know, it's like on my mind just to make sure that like, okay, that she's healthy. I just, this whole weight thing, I don't want her to worry about it, but it's hard for girls because it's always an issue and she's tall for her age. Like, I don't realize how tall she is until I see the other kids and I'm like, wait, Supergirl's really tall. Well, he's 6'6", so 
I knew she was going to be tall because we're the same height and we wear the same size shoes and she's 12 and I'm 39. Um, but yeah, I'm just, it's hard. I'm like, no, you know, you want to protect kids from like all the, like feeling bad about yourself, but you don't know. What do you say? What do you do? If you find out how, write the book and I'll buy it. I know. (laughs) She'll be fine. I mean, I went through such hell when I was a kid and I'm fine. She'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I had no support. My mom was like, you know, 80s babies. She was like, just you're fed. Here are some, you know, you ate a sleeve of Ritz crackers. You're not hungry. Good. (laughs) Let's cook it for me, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, anything come? What are you doing for Mother's Day? (sighs) <sighs> we only have 12. You want to ruin the end of the show? I'm talking about no. my mother-in-law. <laughs> no, I just got the, uh, I got the, uh, a phone call from my mother-in-law or no, I called her and I just got yelled at for not calling her enough. So we will be going to her house for mother's day. Um, and I still stand by my statement that there's a double standard that my mother is not calling my husband and berating him for not calling him all the time. But I sure do get those guilt trips Yes. Yeah. So if you're a daughter-in-law out there, daughter, I feel you on that one. But let's get yeah. to some questions, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, I forgot. You know, I forgot. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, the show's pretty short. Yeah, we got to go. I got a train to catch and a dog <laughs> that question. will threaten yeah, I'm sorry. to defecate. Question. Let's get to one question. <laughs> let's do that so we can have time. Okay, cool. Speak. Well, it's, it's related. This is actually from uh, oh, an old friend of mine who used to live here in New York City. Sent us a question. Her name's Malika. Um, and Malika's got the cutest little girl. Oh my God, Lucy just turned four, according to Instagram. Um, and Malika is such a good mommy. I think I love watching uh, all their their life. They've moved to the West Coast from New York City, and um, her. I just love watching her and her, her little girl. But she has uh, a good question about. Feeling like she's behind on saving for Lucy's college fund. And Tiff, I know that you've got all kinds of fun set up for your nieces and nephews and Super Bowl. So this is a good question for us. Okay. Malika says, I feel like I've been pretty good so far making financial decisions for my family. I have no credit card or school loan debt. We're both contributing to our 401k. We bought a house last year with proceeds from, oh, her father passed away my dad's life insurance. And we can comfor- comfortably afford our mortgage payment, but we haven't put away a penny for our daughter Lucy's college fund. Um, sometimes I think it's fine. She's only three. Well, now she's four. Uh, but then I'm thinking like, oh, my God, we should have saved tens of thousands of dollars by now. And she has no hope of ever being debt free. So her question is, where do I begin? I know about 529 plans, but I don't know what I need to open one. Also, I don't know how much we should be putting aside for our daughter each month. Um, how much will college cost in 2033? Help me. Mm. Ooh, child. Um, 1029 plan is, is a good place to start. When people say how much do they put aside, I I mean, I say anything is better than nothing. Right? Like $50 a month? Yeah. That's what I do for like the, you know, for, for no, I think uh, Supergirl, I think I, I put $100, but then I put 50 bucks for like my nieces and my nephew. Um, and so anything is better than nothing, quite honestly. Um, cause who knows, like who knows if college will even be a thing by the time she gets to college. Um, well, that's the thing about five, two, nine plans. When you put money, at least the way that the legislature, the, the tax codes written now, cause five, two, nine plans are part of the tax code. Um, when you put money into a five, two, nine savings plan, you have to use that money for education. 
with the most recent tax reform changes, they did um, stretch that out. So before you could only use it for college education or higher education, but now you can also use it for private tuition for like private schools and stuff um, through K through 12, which people okay. were happy about. I think it's up to $10,000 a year or something like that. I can share, um, I'll share a link with details on the new rules on 529s. But yeah, you're limited in what you can use it for. So some parents I know opt instead to do something like a, an IRA. Um, just open up an IRA in your child's name, a custodial IRA, and then you can put <clears throat> money into that account um, on the side. But, you know, whatever you choose, even if it's just a basic savings account, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even going to fault you, even though, yeah, technically in 18 years, will you have beat inflation? Probably not. But hell, you saved probably a good chunk of change for your kid um, without the stress of, you know, investing it because 529 plans are a type of investment plan um, as our an IRA plan. So if you're not quite ready for that, like as a baby step, just maybe set up a savings account for her and put money in it until you're sure what you yes. want to do, like as far as a 529 or a, a Roth. And even if you just want to like hire a financial planner for the one hour consultation yes. to give you direction on how to get started and set the accounts up, I think that's, that's a good use of a couple hundred bucks, I think. I think so too, honestly, because that's something I want to do. Because I have savings accounts for everyone, and I and I know because I'm I'm a little gun shy of the five two nine. Because I'm like, what if they want to? What if they don't want to go to school? What if they want to start a business? What you know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I I have I have savings accounts, and I made their their parents um uh not a custodian. What is that when you're like uh something? If I were to die, they could get ownership of the account. Beneficiary. Yes. There you go. And so um, I just did that for now, but then I'm hiring a financial planner. I'm, I'm in the last, well, actually I picked one. Um, and so that's one of the things on my list with her is to say, what do I do with this money? And cause I don't know that each kid is going to want to go to college and I don't want it to necessarily have to go to school, but I want to set it aside for them. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, start small, like start like you would, you know, saving for your own nest egg. Like if you're not ready for the 401k, start that little side savings account. Um, a lot of my friends have small kids now. And what I love is around the, around the kids' birthdays or holidays and stuff, th- those who have the 529 plans, almost all of these 529 websites now have a um, – like you have a unique link that you can send to friends and family. And then we can just like put money in that child's 529 plan account, which makes gift giving really easy. And then you're not mm-hmm. just you're not just saving by yourself. So there's pros and cons to each. Um, I'll send some links to some explainers on the 529. But honestly, I think it's worth just hire an expert for an hour to get you set up. And there's, you know, every state has their own 529 plan, but you don't have to use your states. You can use other states' plans if you want. So there's different options out there. It can be a little overwhelming. Um, so maybe it's worth investing in some expert advice. I agree, honestly. It, it, it To me, it just is. I mean, more and more I realize I'm like, mm. If I had broken, if you break a bone, you go see a doctor and you you pay that copay or whatever, because it's worth it. And it will, the, the shortcut to putting it in the right place, you'll make that money back in, 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 you know, whatever the investment yields or savings over the life of your, of, of that savings for your child. So it's worth that. Yeah. And if you guys are debt free and you have a house that you can afford, like you're already giving her such a happy financial, like environment to, to live in that you should pat yourself on the back for that too. Love you, Malaika. Nice to hear from you. It's been a long time. Okay, let me do one more quick one because I saw one mm-hmm. on Facebook that I didn't realize someone had sent us a question on the Facebook. Where did it go? So from listener Donnell, she says, um, you can use my question on the show. So th- 
in one of our previous episodes, we had talked about an emergency fund. She said she always thought that an emergency fund was the same as a savings account. Listening to our discussion last week, it sounded like two different things. Can we explain the difference between an emergency fund and a savings account? Um, it can be the same. I like to treat them differently. So it, I, I'm a big fan of like... So first of all, an emergency fund is saved in a savings account. Like a savings That's what account, I thought you meant. Yes. That's yes, what I thought you meant. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? A savings account is just a vehicle to save. You can call it whatever you want. It can be your college fund account. It can be your emergency fund account. It can be a, you know, F you, I'm out of here account. Um, the point is that you have a purpose for what you're saving for. And because we have different goals in our lives, sometimes, um, and not in, different goals in our lives. And then also when it comes to the goal of having emergency funds, think about the money that is in that account and how you want to use it. You only want to dip into it when it's truly an emergency. So to prevent yourself from dipping into it when like, oh, you know, you want to get that dress or you had a light bill that was more expensive than normal. Separating that emergency fund, like having two savings accounts, one for general savings and then one specifically for emergencies that is like Mm -hmm. maybe it's at a different bank that you don't even have a debit card for like it's harder to get to it's far away it's out of sight out of mind Um, maybe you're like automatically contributing to it from your paycheck each month Um, that's what I consider uh, that's how I like to treat an emergency fund but yeah you can call your regular savings an emergency fund I just think it's important to label your savings account so that like you know it's less it's, it just adds like a mental block. Um, and I, I mean, I honestly so, label, I literally have a checking account that I call my bills account. I have mm-hmm. a checking account where my money lands that I call my deposit account. Like on, you can literally go online and name them. So as you're pulling up your accounts, you can see like, oh, I've got a bills account and a deposit account. And same as Mandy said, I, I use um, an online only bank for my emergency um, account. And it's literally called emergency and um and I have a separate savings account for for um when I was saving for the house called like savings and I have one for myself and um Superman and it's called like us. So you can label them and and making those transfers. So the key is yes, not I like having my emergency account uh, where I don't have a checking account so I can't make easy transfers and spend it. Because you know, with a savings account, you can't um you, it's not like you can like go go get your money and like or you can't use a card to spend your money. That's a checking account. So I like to make my emergency fund inconvenient because it makes it more likely for it to be saved. Plus an online only bank, they tend to have higher interest rates that they pay out because they don't have the brick and mortar, like the rent and all that kind of stuff that like big major banks normally do. Yup. Well, thanks for your question, Donnell. Thank you all for your questions. You can send us your questions. Um, The best way is through our website. I don't check Facebook as often. So go to brownambitionpodcast.com. Click click ask us anything or you can uh, shoot us a note directly at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for for listening to the show. Yes, I missed y'all, but I'm back. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The 
purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.